Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Final hour on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, recapping what we have spoken about. We talked about Eli Manning. We talked about Zion Williamson. We asked if you would rather have the career of Dan Marino or Eli Manning. I also asked, would you rather have two Mannings in the broadcast booth or one Tony Romo? And we got a poll question. Are we going to stay with that poll question, McLovin? I got to be honest, my head is swimming right now. It is so hard to focus back on the poll question. But yes, whose career would you want, Dan Marino or Eli Manning? It's up to 54% Dan Marino. All right. The reason why McLovin's head is spinning, we just had uh, Trevor Moad. He's a, a mental coach. Now, he's worked with Alabama. He's worked with Florida State. He's worked with the military. He's worked with celebrities. He w- works with Russell Wilson, Odell Beckham Jr., Jadavion Clowney, a variety of people. And he just wants to make you mentally tougher. And we just did an exercise, as they like to call, where he gives you a number. I got one through 99, and you got to then pick the number, get that number, and then go in descending order, and you have 30 seconds. And he said a good score is between six, eight, something like that, nine. And then you do it again. And then after that, the third test, and they do this at the NFL Combine. The third day is really mental exercises for these players. And Trevor said, the final one, you have a partner who is yelling at you while you find the number, 1 through 99, and then go in descending order. So if it's 41, you got to find it, mark it, cross it out, then 40, then 39, et cetera. And I did better in that where you have to block out what's being said as opposed to where I'm just sort of floating through trying to find the number and then descending number uh, in order. But it was good. It's interesting And I'm fascinated by that. Years ago when I was at ESPN, I did a story on getting in the zone. Athletes talk about they don't know how they get in. They don't know why they leave. But they have these moments of zen where the ball is bigger when you're hitting it or the basket's bigger or the hole is bigger when you're putting it. They talk about getting blue. It's you're in the zone is what it's called. And we've all had those moments. Maybe it's, you know, in grade school, maybe in high school, maybe in college. Pros get it all the time. They get in the zone. Michael Jordan famously was in the zone against Portland in the NBA Finals. And he looks over at the scores table and raises his arms up as if to say, I don't know what I'm doing. It's a famous moment for Michael Jordan. He's just going, I don't know what's happening here. 
He was in the zone. He was getting blue. And that ability to be able to block out everything and zero in. There are times when I do interviews where I get in the zone, where I don't think of time. I don't think of anything other than this person asking these questions. And you just get locked in. And then when you stumble upon something where there's an exchange. I've gotten in the zone with Dale Earnhardt Jr. You know, sensitive topics. You know, parents went through a divorce. His uh, childhood house burned down. He didn't have a great relationship with his dad. And I just locked in. Zeroed in on that. And stayed with that and produced what I thought was a really telling interview, thanks to Dale Earnhardt Jr. That this is what athletes want to do. You get in the moment. And Trevor Moad, who has written this book, he talked about Russell Wilson and the reason why Russell is able to get in the moment better than Jimmy Garoppolo, according to Trevor. It's because Russell Wilson knows exactly what he's supposed to do. In that moment, what am I supposed to do? I, don't, I block out everything. I get the call, engage my wide receivers, make the, then, then I you know, have the ball snapped. So he gets locked in. He's trying to get in the zone, trying to get blue. Whereas Jimmy Garoppolo, the moment is still a little too big for him. He's been around Brady, who locks in on those moments. But now he's got to get locked in on this himself. Don't look at the scoreboard. Don't think about the crowd, the, you know, the play clock, all of that. Just process, lock in, go. And that's where you see quarterbacks who go from being good to great, great to Hall of Famer. Lock in. And Russell Wilson, every Thursday, gets together with his mental conditioning coach, and they go over these exercises. But when Russ throws the interception in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, Trevor, his mental conditioning coach, said that they got together, and he went back and looked at every single comeback, come-from-behind come victory that Russell Wilson had in his career, from high school to college to the NFL. We're going to focus on the positive. And if you've ever been about around Russell, he sounds too good to be true. He doesn't sound real. Because we've had him on, and we've said when he's done with the interview, it's like, he can't be like that all the time. But he's like that all the time. Drew Brees is another one that I think probably has done this, mental conditioning and locking in, being obsessed. Uh, Brady, of course. Of course. Uh, but, yeah, that, that was interesting what Trevor said about Russell Wilson and then something to keep an eye on with Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he able to kind of get – remember Joe Montana famously is leading the Niners in a win against the Bengals, and he's saying, oh, is that uh, John Candy over there? Like he was, he was in his moment. He was, he was in the zone where he kind of knew what was going to happen. Like, hey, oh, I can, I can take us down the field. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. I want you guys to relax. And then Montana throws the touchdown pass to John Taylor. So it was a nice little exercise. I don't know about you guys. It brought back horrible memories with high school and college where I'd get in and I'd take a test, and I just said, God, let me not get a donut here. Let me not whiff on this. Yes, Don. That panic sets in, especially if you notice only 10, 15 minutes left in the test and you feel like you should be a lot further along, and you're looking to your left and right, and everyone's almost done, and they're just reviewing their answers, and you're maybe halfway through with it? It always helped, or would have helped if I had studied prior to taking the test. But you know what? Come on. Anybody can sit there and stay in a dorm room. I was out lighting it up with the shorties. Yes, Paul? (laughs) Yeah, I I actually... 
heard an interview, uh, saw an interview a couple days ago with, um, they interviewed uh, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett at the same time. And they asked them, what's the most important trait to be successful at anything? And they both wrote it down on a piece of paper and they didn't know what the other person wrote. And they both had one word, focus. They said, pick a topic, pick a thing you're working on, focus on that, and then move on to the next one. Don't try to do five at once. And you know how you were talking about how you get zoned in on interviews? Yeah. There's a thing we see over here that I don't even think – we've never discussed this before. Once in a while, you'll do an interview, Dan. Usually you're up and you're kind of facing us as your audience. But once in a while, you will turn your shoulders and you'll turn your head and you'll curl so you can't see us and you, we can't see you. And you've only done it about half a dozen times. When you had Jerry West on, he talked about his father and other interviews like that. You turn your whole body and curl up. And you're in, and we lay out. We get out of your way. And even if I'm talking to somebody on the phone, because when I spoke to Jerry West in person, I turned to him to give him my undivided attention. But even when somebody's on the phone, I feel like if I turn away from the Danettes, that I'm turning towards that person I'm speaking to to make it seem like you know that I'm locked in there. And, uh, you know, to do that, because sometimes you have so many, and I don't like to have notes when I interview somebody. I like to have, you know, that there's research there, but there's a conversation that goes on. Because there are times when, you know, I've seen people do it. I've been guilty of it. Where you're asking a question, somebody gives you an answer, and then they might be telling you something, and then you move on to the next question because that's the next question you have written down. If you do your homework and you have a good foundation of what you want to talk about, where you want to start and where you want to end up, then have the conversation. And try to make it a conversation, not an interview. All right, uh, if you'd like to join us at the Super Bowl, you can. We'd love to have you down there, and it's uh, real easy. We're not charging you. You just go to daninmia.com, arrange for your free tickets, the Dan Patrick Show in Miami. That's daninmia.com for free tickets. Come by and be part of the studio audience. And you can hug Fritzy or have Fritzy hug your significant other. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, whatever, look forward to whatever happens first. Uh, spend some time talking about Zion Williamson with what he did. And while I'm not surprised at his talent level, I'm surprised that there was that I can turn this on now. Because the first three quarters, I was worried. He, he couldn't get into any rhythm. Then he got into a rhythm, and he was doing it and not dunking. He's a pass first. He's a selfless player. He can shoot the three. And if you can keep teams honest by shooting the three – what a weapon. And uh, now they're going to have to fight the urge of how much you play, but they they have something fun down there. And I'm not talking about just Zion. It's a good team. It's a, a, a potential to be a good team. So that was fun to watch last night. Uh, we talked about Eli Manning. Is he a Hall of Famer? You know, my point is, you want to put him in? Awesome. Good. Uh, but at, at no point in his career was he the best quarterback in football. And he did win those two Super Bowls. And if you want to put him in, and if that's the criteria for a quarterback to get in, fine. Put in Jim Plunkett, too. Then I think we'll we'll be uh, fine. But, yeah, Eli, yeah, great. I still didn't get an answer from you guys. If I said you could have two Mannings in the broadcast booth, Eli and Peyton, or one Romo, if you're ESPN, and you can decide between one Romo or two Mannings, yes, he. I'm kind of uh, in line with Andrew's thinking. I'd rather have one Manning than two. You don't want Eli in there with Peyton? No. I'd rather just have Peyton. No, and that's no offense to Eli, but I think it's just going to turn into brothers, like, inside joking each other and stuff. And I'm, I don't – I think Peyton would be good enough on his own without 
Eli oh, taking up his time. Yeah, I agree with that. But if yeah. you can't get Peyton unless Eli's there, then you take Peyton and Eli. Yeah, I guess. Or would you take Tony Romo? Yeah, maybe I'd stick with Tony Romo then. See, Romo, to me, that's, that's, that's a package deal, and you're not getting Jim Nance, but Nance and Romo, it works. And that doesn't mean Romo couldn't make it work from some, you know, with somebody else at the mothership. But, you know, that, what they have is really unique. That's not, that's not easy to find. Yes, yeah, Stephen. And this might be sort of a recency bias, too, but I don't really think the three-man booth works that well. I mean, we just had it granted it's different people, but the thing with Booger and, and Witten was kind of annoying. But they had to, they were trying to prove themselves, and that's different where Eli and Peyton, I don't think they'll be out. Like, they're, they're fine. You know, like, their legacy, their history, they're, they're fine. Booger was trying to prove that he, could, he should be in the booth. Remember, he was on the Booger-mobile. He didn't even get in because I believe Jason Witten, his agent, negotiated a deal where Witten was the only guy in the booth. And I, I remember, you know, once they put Booger in in the post the playoff game or at the end of the season, I said, Jason sounds better with somebody else there with him. You're not as much out on an island. But if the mothership goes all in with uh, Peyton and Eli, which, I mean, I would at least give it a thought, a drive-by there. Uh, I think that would be interesting. Here's another thing to keep an eye on, and, it, and maybe it's a small thing. I don't know. The Saints are negotiating with Taysom Hill. How do you view him as a quarterback, special teamer, a gadget play guy? Is he the future of the franchise? How can you pay him? How do you pay him? He's a restricted free agent. The Saints have some options. Um, you could put a first-round tender on him as a $4.5 million tender. That would yield a first-round in compensation if somebody signs him to a long-term deal and the Saints don't match it. But... I'm not sure how you view Taysom Hill, and why not Teddy Bridgewater as the future of this team? And maybe you're just saying, we, we want Taysom Hill because he can play all of these different roles for us. And Teddy might be our quarterback of the future. But how much do you pay Taysom Hill to keep him there? And is he a franchise quarterback? And that brings me to the double standard that's being applied to a question Ask of Jalen Hurts. During Tuesday's media availability at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, the former Alabama and Oklahoma quarterback, Jalen Hurts, was asked if he'd consider switching positions at the NFL level. Jalen Hurts said, I've always been a team-first guy, but I'm a quarterback. Okay, it's a great answer. Um, now, this was viewed on social media as, here we go, here we go back to, you know, old ways with the NFL. Ask the athletic African-American quarterback if he'll play defensive back or wide receiver. Lamar Jackson, he got that question. Would he switch to uh, wide receiver? Or Bill Polian came out and said, you know, maybe he'd be better as a wide receiver. Well, the, I understand what the NFL, the old NFL used to be, and absolutely they would do this. They would see somebody who played well in, in uh, college, who was African-American, and say, would you change positions? And there, the NFL is littered with those stories of players who change positions. But before we make it racially sensitive here, let me remind you, we just talked about Taysom Hill. I'm, I'm going to make this a football question or discussion. He played quarterback at BYU. He started two years there. 
I don't know if they ask him at the combine or any of that. Do you, hey, would you play another position? So Taysom Hill is playing whatever they want him to play. It could be wide receiver, could be running back, special teams, occasionally a quarterback. Now he said yes. Eric Crouch won a Heisman Trophy. I remember having him on. And I said, you might have to consider another position. And he said, no, I'm a quarterback. The Rams draft him as a return guy, wide receiver. And he could have been one of those slot receiver guys, in my opinion. Antoine Randall L. played at Indiana, quarterback. Steelers brought him in, made him a wide receiver. Tim Tebow. Tebow might still be in the NFL if he was willing to play H-back or tight end. He didn't want to do that. It's, it's, it's not always racial. And it felt that way yesterday. Here we go with Jalen Hurts. All I know is Mel Kuyper didn't think Jalen Hurts was a, a player who could play that position in the NFL. And that was at Alabama. I don't know if Mel has changed. I don't know if there are any mock drafts that have Jalen Hurts who is going to be taken on the first day or the second day of the NFL draft. I don't know. I don't think he has a great arm. I don't think there's the, the anticipation level that you have to have it uh, playing the next level. Is there, are there other qualities to him? Absolutely. Did he play a little wide receiver in Alabama? It's not a far-fetched question. I had more of a problem with Lamar Jackson being asked this because I thought Lamar Jackson, even though it doesn't look conventional, I don't give a damn about conventional. I want results. And he had results at Louisville. And, you know, when you're asking, would you play wide receiver? He's like, nope, I'm a quarterback. And he proved that he could play the position. I don't know if Jalen Hurts can play the position, but I don't think that we should be jumping, you know, to the forefront to say, oh, same old, you know, racial racial questions here. African-Americans have been slighted tremendously at that position. But let's make sure that this is an actual slight, or maybe it's just a football assessment of Jalen Hurts. Maybe he's not good enough to play quarterback. Because Taysom Hill, Tim Tebow, Eric Crouch, I got two Heisman Trophy winners there, and a guy who played at BYU, who loves to pass, and he was asked to play in another position. So as much as I, I would like to stand up and say, you know, can we stop that question? Maybe that's the only way Jalen Hurts plays football. That was the only way Tim Tebow was going to stay in the NFL. That was the only way Eric Crouch was going to be able to play in the NFL. And that might be the only way that Taysom Hill stays in the NFL, by being a jack-of-all-trades. Cordell Stewart was known as Slash. You do what it takes. Do you want to play? If I ask Eric Crouch, would you do it again the same way? What would he say? I'm guessing he'd probably say, I would have given it a try. I would have been a return guy and, you know, suppressed my ego here. If I asked Tim Tebow, would you do it again? Maybe he says no. I was either a quarterback or I was not. Tim Tebow, I think could, he would still be playing in the NFL. I do. I think so. Good enough athlete. But Taysom Hill, I don't know if he got offended. I don't know if anybody got upset that Taysom Hill was asked to play another position. And I'm going to guess they probably didn't. Yeah, Paul. Taysom Hill was asked at the NFL Combine if he opened to playing another position. He said, quote, I'm open to it, but the plan right now is to go forward at quarterback. If someone wants to take a chance on me to learn a new position, they're willing to be patient with me with the learning curve, I'd be willing to do that to help the team. His agent said, yes, he's, he would love to play quarterback, but he'd love to be in the league, and he brings value to other positions, which yeah. makes him valuable to your roster. He was asked a couple days later at his pro day. He said, I love the game. 
I, I'll bide my time if that's what it means for qu- the quarterback position. You know, you get in the league, you still got a shot to play quarterback. You know, Eric Crouch never had that shot. Uh, this is from Mel Kuyper. He said this two years ago, so it's probably not fair. Maybe he saw more out of Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. Plus, he gets there with Lincoln Riley, and look at what he did with Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. Um, Mel Kuyper said this uh, two years ago of Jalen Hurts. When they needed more at Alabama, they went to Tua, and they got it. So who knows? Nick Saban isn't going to discard a Jalen Hurts, but to say he's a pro prospect right now, I'd say no, I don't think, as a quarterback. I wouldn't say he was an NFL quarterback prospect, but we'll see if he could maybe make a change to another position down the road. That's Mel Kuyper, whose job is to assess the talent of where people are going to be drafted. Julian Edelman was a college quarterback. I don't, you know, I don't know if he says, no, I want to play quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, McLevin. I'm still so confused why Taysom Hill was so awful at BYU, though. I mean, he threw as many interceptions as touchdowns. Why At BYU's a quarterback. I know. Well, at least does, we think of that. Yeah. He looks, is he good? I don't know. Like, do you have enough body of work to judge can he be a starting quarterback in the NFL? How many passes has he thrown? He's attempted like 15 passes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, Tim, isn't it, when uh, Jeff Duncan said that yesterday, I was sort of floored that they view it as a Montana, the young proposition, when it seems like Taysom Hill is so unknown. Like Montana to Tom Rathman. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come back. Uh, 22 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Quick shot scores! Bjergstrand coming in off the wing! That's courtesy NBCSN, my Columbus Blue Jackets score late in the third. They head into the All-Star break riding a six-game winning streak. That's your Discover NHL Play of the Week. Discover matches all the cash back you earned at the end of the year. First year automatically. No limit on how much you can match or that, that they'll match. Millions of people are getting their cash back matched. Discover Cashback Match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash match. By the way, the All-Star Game will be held uh, Saturday evening in St. Louis. Big 12 handed down its punishment from the uh, bench-clearing altercation. The Big 12 suspended four players from Kansas and Kansas State. A combined 24 games for their roles in the melee that uh, spilled out onto the court. The uh, Kansas forward, Silvio D'Souza, already uh, suspended indefinitely by the Jayhawks coach Bill Self, given a 12-game suspension by the league office. 
I would hope that Bill Self, and I look, it's not fair for me to act like uh, an advisor here, but you're already under investigation with the NCAA. I'd sit down with Silvio D'Souza, and I would. And the only reason why he's got the possibility of maybe playing again is because an assistant coach grabbed that stool out of his hands. But, uh, you know, the intent was there that 12-game suspension by uh, the league office, his teammate David McCormick. You know, the Kansas State players played a role, too, in inciting this. Um, you know, James Love and uh, Antonio Gordon, they got, uh, he got a three-game suspension. Love got an eight-game suspension. Both schools reprimanded by the Big 12 for violations of its sportsmanship policy. I don't know what that means. But, um, yeah, if you, you dole out the punishment, and, you know, I hate to see somebody's career end, but he had intention of uh, in, you know, ending somebody's career as well with that stool over his head. And, uh, yeah, I know it's just uh, they're young kids, as I'm being reminded of, but you know what? At some point, you have to teach those young kids there are repercussions with what you do. And uh, 12 games for him, is that enough? No. I'll let the court of public opinion decide that. I initially said, okay, you know, what's he going to get? How many games do you give him? He's definitely not on the floor when you play Kansas again at, or Kansas State. I mean, he didn't hit anybody with the chair, but he did, he did throw some punches. 12 games, is that enough? Does Bill Self say, you know what, he's suspended indefinitely and I'm going to take matters into my own, my own hands and I'm going to have him sit down for the rest of the season. Rest of the regular season, if you want to do that. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's tricky when you're doling out punishment, but I would hope that Bill Self would do that. It's just, that's just me from 10,000 feet above watching this. So uh let me see paulie wants to do a poll question for uh the final 30 minutes of the show who would you rather go out for a night of beers with kate manning eli manning and why Hmm. what's eli going to tell you he might be sneaky well no he's seen him no i've been out with him before how is it he's fun but it feels like there's more to ask peyton than Eli. But are you going to get anything out of Peyton? He's very controlled. Well, I just have to continue to ply him with beers. And then we switch to tequila. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, what do you ask Eli? Hey, tell me one more time about you were in the grasp against the Patriots. You threw that ball and then uh, David Tyree caught. Tell me again about the pass to Mario Manningham in the Super Bowl. What was it like being replaced by Geno Smith? Yeah, McClellan. There was a video of Eli partying with da- partying with Daniel Jones in Hoboken yeah. lately. <laughs> that looked fun, you know, harmless. I, I, I don't know if that's partying. E for Eli and Daniel Jones. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a rager for those guys. But no, I, I don't think that there was a whole lot going on there. Were they playing like beer pong? Yes, it was like some okay. sophomore year yeah, of yeah, stuff okay. going on. Uh, Full Sail University. Last year, we celebrated our first graduating class, the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting at Full Sail University. Excited about that. And also excited about those who graduated and the jobs they got leaving the campus there. But uh, I'm heading down to Full Sail after the show. Going to see the students down there. And uh, got a great class. If you want to, if you want to get in this business, you get a degree in sportscasting. It's not communications; it's sportscasting in front of the camera, behind the camera. I helped design the curriculum. 
the former uh, longtime producer at ESPN, Gus Ramsey, is the guy in charge. He's the program director. We have a lot of people that I used to work with at ESPN, whether it's a director, uh, producers, people who worked on the assignment desk, um, you know, producer or uh, associate producers. We've got you covered here. I think it's the finest place you can go if this is what you want to do for a living of any school in America. And, and look, I acknowledge Syracuse, Missouri, Arizona State, wonderful universities. This is what we do, Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. We teach you how to be a sportscaster, how to be a producer, director, if this is what you want to do. Doing live shots, play-by-play, hosting a podcast, all of those things. We cover it in our uh, curriculum. So uh, you can go to Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting at fullsale.edu slash Dan Patrick. Yes, Todd, you were going to ask a question. Talking about Peyton and Eli, is Peyton, after all, he's going to keep changing the order of what he wants to drink and eat and call an audible. It's going to get annoying for the waiter or waitress, and it's going to take all night to get your food because at the last minute he's going to keep changing your mind. You interrupted my riff on the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. Well, you just called on me. You didn't call me while well, I was no, you, my hand while we were you, talking you, about Peyton. And I him. know, but you 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 make it known that you want me to call on you. Like you have this line that's so good that you've got to get it out. I yeah, but you know he doesn't. I mean, we've been doing this for like 13 years. You know that he doesn't. That one's on you. So you At the Dan Patrick yeah. School of Broadcasting, we're going to teach you how to not how to call not on a guy who's never funny. Yeah. But, but you know what happens when I don't call on him, and then I get the hand up, hand Hand, hand, hand up, hand up. Which then leads to the post-show. You were kind of quiet today. You didn't, how come you didn't say anything? Oh, I can't say anything because you're calling me. Okay, okay. Get in there. You call, I raise my hand, you call me, I say something. That's how that works. But how about I say something that's interesting when I call I on you? I have to, oh, wow. I have right. to hold my ah. end of the bar okay. and actually say I, something. I, I'll, I'll take the blame of calling on you. I will. I didn't mean to interrupt your full sale. Uh, no, no, that's all right, there. Todd. It's, uh, you're already in the business. You're already in the business. I know, but I could get kicked out of the business just as fast as I got in. No, we've tried. Yes, Paul. You know, Dan, there's uh, some veiled things going on behind there. His son didn't go to full sale. His son went to Syracuse. Yeah, yeah but he's saying sports business management. I'm uh, just saying, Syracuse, he, he could have gone to full sale. I'm sure you could have helped get in. Mm. You, could, you could very well be insulted if he had this uh, vision of being behind the mic, but he's going to be on the... He'll be the GM or an owner of a team, hopefully, God willing, someday. All right. And we look forward to seeing him at the Super Bowl. Owner. He's excited yeah. about it. Now, I don't know about an owner, but, you know. Yeah, that's asking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it is. That's a lot of pressure. Like, you have to have a lot of money to be an owner. Yeah, GM will be fine. Okay. Yes, McClellan. Say uh, the waiter was handing a beer to Eli and it slipped out, and he would say, oh, I thought it was in the grasp anyway, and then he makes a great I don't know if he's trying to help me now. That that didn't help. <laughs> Remember, like it was David Tyreek kind of really in that, the grass. That didn't help. Well, Eli was in the grass. Yes, that's <laughs> true. Maybe. Yes. What if he wanted his burger well done and it was kind of medium rare, and then he has that aw shucks face, and then like I do, he Wait, mopes the whole time. We're just having beers. Yeah, but you're not having wings a meal. Or, you're not going to get a burger or wings or anything. We're just having. That's going to sit there. Paul, and have why did you think this was a good poll question? I found it interesting. I'm just killing it. But, oh, no, you are killing. I know. Killing I'm it. destroying his yeah, idea. You're destroying it. I think I'd like to see Todd with five beers in him more than Eli Manning with five beers in him. That would be fascinating. I've never seen. I've seen Fritzy once tipsy. It was in Dallas, and we 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 set him well, up a little bit. That's the only way that works is if there's a beautiful woman. We we asked a beautiful us. woman to bring Todd a shot and a beer, and of yeah. course Todd said yes. I had a little buzz going. I, no, I don't even remember what I said or what I did. I don't know if I was hanging from a chandelier or anything, but uh, no. No, you you didn't. But I, it, your alcohol intake 
it, there's a correlation between how pretty the woman or women are who are at our table. <laughs> is, there, there is a correlation. That is very, because very if true. they say, hey, Todd, how about body shots? You're like, I don't know what they are, but I'll do them. <laughs> the peer Although, the only person who's done a body shot off of you is uh, Seton Hook. <laughs> God bless him. There's a lot of courage right there. Oh, God, I was so close. I was too close to that body shot because it wasn't – the typical body shot that you have? But you can never, ever argue what Keaton is willing to do for the program. You can, right that out can of the never belly. be argued. It was it. in Todd's belly button. <laughs> the sound effect is killing. Oh, we're showing it right now. Oh, God, that was disturbing. Stolian and lint. Yeah, there was definitely some lint, a lint situation there. With a there. twist of lint. <laughs> yeah. Why did uh, we do that? How did that even end up happening? I think, I don't know. I'm sure that I probably said, how about, oh, you're pouring the shot right in the belly button and look at Seaton. There was no dust buster for the belly button right before that. Nothing. <laughs> oh, God. He should, if I were Seaton, I would have scrubbed him like a doctor, how they scrub their arms yeah. before they go into surgery. Yeah. I would have scrubbed Todd down like that. Hey, just get in there. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're close. We are. We're tight. Oh, it's so... <laughs> I would have recommended some kind of special soap that they use in the uh, in the emergency room. A little linty belly button. I, by, by the way, Todd's I, belly button is deep. It hold, held at least two shots. Yeah. Deep and unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a break. So uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine now Seton film. It's amazing. I'm God actually the him. most comfortable with it out of everybody, I think. But I will say, I think we felt <laughs> embarrassed. I did because we had this big promotion with one of our sponsors. And they go, let's do it in New York. And I said, well, we're not on a New York radio station. And they go, that's okay. We'll do it in New York. And I go, okay. You know, you want to be doing it in, you know, our great markets that we have. And, you know, where we're on, you know, our radio show is on. And then we're in New York, and I go in there, and we're in this huge building, bar, two floors. And I'm going, uh, there's nobody here. And this thing starts in 15 minutes. And it was like, um, I don't think anybody's showing up here. We're encouraging our families to come, our friends of our family, friends of our friends of our family to show up. Hey, come on in. Be a seat filler here. And then we thought, all right, let's put on a show here because nobody has shown up to see us. And we put on a show. We'll take a break. We'll close up shop. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. We'll talk about all of that coming up. Dan Patrick Show. Hey, it's Paulie Paps from the Dan Patrick Show. We've got an awesome podcast to tell you about today. It's the big podcast with Shaq. Of course, it's big. Tune in every week as Shaq and his crew cover sports, entertainment, and a lot more with Shaq. That's the only way the diesel does it. The show is full of laughs and amazing stories. Stay tuned to the end of this episode from a great clip from the big podcast with Shaq. Then be sure to subscribe on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast listening apps so you don't miss an episode. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. I couldn't wait till Friday for Meat Friday, so I decided to have a Traeger Meat Thursday. Man, what do we have? We have lamb, pulled pork, brisket. Exactly. That's exactly what we got. Man, smoked lamb chops. Yeah, our good friend Lou came in. Uh, he has a restaurant in Fairfield called Hub and Spoke. That's a great restaurant, and uh, he's a friend of the show. And he decided to come in and kind of pinch hit for uh, Alan, who's normally the uh, Traeger Meat Friday guy. He's already down in Florida as we're getting ready for uh, the Super Bowl. All righty. Uh, anything else needs to be mentioned here? I have this day in sports history. It's lightly saucy. Okay. Uh, this is one that's personal to me. 1879, Dan, the Natural National Archery Association was organized in Crawfordsville, Indiana. You could probably see my uh, plaque there if you drive into Crawfordsville. Oh, really? Yeah, if you see there and take the tour. Um, 1985, O.J. Simpson became the first Heisman Trophy winner to be elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hmm. He's also the first Heisman Trophy winner to accomplish a lot of other things. Yes, he is. We will <laughs> not go over those. Okay. Is that it? Um, Diana Ross performed the U.S. National Anthem at Super Bowl 16 in 1982. That was one of the higher-rated national anthems. It was one of the first where they did a flyover. Yeah. It was a big one. I remember being in a movie theater in New York City. And the movie was ready to start. So it's my wife and I, and we were there. I think we weren't married yet, but the movie, the lights come down, the movie starts, and I hear this commotion. And I turn back around, and it's Diana Ross sitting down with her husband. And so I'm two rows in front of her with my wife, and I couldn't, like we were trying to find reasons to turn around, which you don't have. Too many reasons to turn around when a movie starts. Did she enter the uh, theater after it got dark so there wouldn't be yeah. a commotion? Yeah. Yeah. Now, that one wasn't awkward, even though I'm trying to steal a glimpse at Diana Ross. But also, I had the moment where I was at a movie premiere, and I'm getting ready to walk in down the red carpet, and I'm hearing this reaction. That is unbelievable. It's awesome. I got women who are screaming, and I'm going, okay, all right. I think uh, Danny has arrived. And all of a sudden, I, I look back because I, you know, I'm trying to look back to make it seem like, hey, I'm going to acknowledge the crowd that I just walked past just to let them know I'm thinking about them. Hey, thank you. And I see Brad Pitt right behind me. I go, damn you. You know, come on, Brad. They, everybody's screaming. And sometimes when you see somebody in person like that, you're like, oh, wow, that is. I'm like, you're really Brad Pitt. Like, <laughs> you sort of want to touch it. Hey, can I? Yeah, yeah, you're really Brad Pitt there. I wanted to do the same thing with Aniston, but Sandler said no. I yeah, probably frown upon that. Although Brad and Jen back. Why is everybody obsessed with getting them back together? They look like each other. They both are defying aging. But Brad looks like the women he dates. Right. Didn't he always get the same haircut of the women that he would date? Like when he and Gwyneth Paltrow, they had the same haircut. Google it. <laughs> I sound like I'm talking to my kids. How do we find out? Google it. 
Yeah, they have the they have the same haircut. But Brad and Jen, they could get back together. I hope they do. I just love love. That's all. Yes, Eden. <laughs> love that. I love that part of your personality. <laughs> your uh, Hollywood gossip. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was watching last night. Sparks were flying. Yeah. You don't have to tell us you were watching last night. I mean, it seems like. Do you know that I'm watching? Yes, of course you're watching. Because I watch Extra with Billy Bush. Of course you do. And uh, Kay Frey, you're locked in. Kay Frey, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm watching Entertainment Tonight. I'll switch over to Access occasionally. Yeah, McLovin. Are you worried about Harry and Meghan? Well, I just want them to be happy. That's all. That's that's my wife's big story right now. There's an update every day. Look, I get it. If he didn't want to be part of it, I like that dealing with that pomp and circumstance and having to do all of those things. It's okay, I think, if you're single. When you're married. You got a kid, and maybe you just want to live a normal life if that's possible. And they'll never live a normal life. The paparazzi won't allow them to do it. But, you know, it didn't feel like that was – that's one of those where, boy, it sounds – I am marrying a prince. Okay. You know all the other stuff you have to do? Duchess? You know, that to me, ugh, I couldn't do it. And, and I do give them credit. You know, William seems like he has taken the baton from his dad and they go and, and his mother and, and they go out and they do a lot of goodwill. Uh, and, you know, Harry, Harry's been on scholarship. Harry's got a great gig. He was the prince. Now you have a child and your wife's like, you know, this isn't what I, I want to do. All right. Go find happiness if you can. Yeah, McLovin. There are a lot of reports here the royal family hasn't treated Meghan well. At least that's one angle. Yeah. They did not really welcome this American. Yeah, maybe so. I wouldn't want to go into that. I wouldn't. Not at all. But uh, Vancouver's a nice place to be. If that's where, you know. I'd relocate there, too. Yeah, Paul. A lot of women have gotten men to do things, like, you know, leave their other woman or give up their job and move across country. To, to give up royalty yeah. is an all-time move. I mean, Yoko Ono got, got John Lennon to leave the Beatles, basically. That, and that's the all-timer. But I think Meg Markle has got that tough. Shouldn't we ap- applaud Prince Harry? Or is it just Harry? Shouldn't we applaud him that if, he, if he's doing this for love, I mean, that, that's, you get married and you want to do something that is for the right reasons. And if you're worried about the safety of your child and, you know, how you're going to be harassed by the paparazzi, I don't know. <laughs> I just love love. That's all. I just want us to root for love. I, I want to get him on the show so badly. In studio. Oh, in studio. The big H. Get that guy in here. Harry in Vancouver. Welcome to the yeah. Dead <laughs> Show. Um, I just want to... <laughs> what do you think of Brexit? So what are you doing now that you left? Well, yeah. I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. <laughs> I like the banter between the guys. Yeah. Uh I, I listened to you on our uh, Vancouver affiliate. That'd be great to have Harry on. Have we tried to get, I think we tried to get Prince William on. I didn't we? we did. Yeah, I think so. They said he was busy. Wills. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Wills was, uh, was busy. Now, I give him credit. At the Olympics in London, they were there at the events. They were front and center. And uh, But I wouldn't want to go into that. Uh, that. That seems like a lot, a lot, a lot of work. 
Yeah, tell me. And how do you have that talk with the Queen Mother? She looks uh, slightly intimidating to have a, a conversation that Well, huge. I don't know if they that... had a conversation. I think they just left, and then they had to go back. He had to go back and get the, have the conversation. He left a crown and a note and just hightailed it? Here's my crown. Here's my keys. Then, I'm out of here. Then I think he had to call in, and then I, I think they had, like, that code that you punch in. <laughs> and then, you know, when you're on a conference call, like with the sales staff, and you're like, and uh, next caller is uh, announcer, uh, formerly Prince Harry, it's just Harry. Hey, Queen Mom. The organizer of the event is not here yet. <laughs> Waiting for her. And all of a sudden you hear, like, horns playing in the background. And she's on the phone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anybody's going to break down Megxit like we will. But I hope they're happy. Once again, if it's Jen and Brad, I just love love, and I hope they find that happiness. Um, Todd, what did you learn today? The football play-by-play guy should not be talking about taking the top off the muffin. Leave that to the analyst sitting next to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to know the uh, A-gap and all of that. Let let the analyst do that. Yes, McLovin. Marking off numbers in order is harder than it seems. Yeah, we proved that. Seton O'Connor, Jr., the third. You just love love, Dan. I do love love. And that includes Courtney Love. And Kevin Love. And Jennifer Love Hewitt. There you go. All right. Paulie? I was told there'd be no math at this job. And, uh... <laughs> Sorry. Well, you didn't apply any math no. to it. That's, that's true. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. Make 2020 a year you will remember. For the right reasons, use LegalZoom to help you out. Go to LegalZoom.com today and the promo code Patrick in the box at checkout. Special savings there. LegalZoom.com, promo code Patrick. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Thanks for joining us. We'll do it again tomorrow. Dan Patrick Show. As promised, here's a clip from the big podcast with Shaq. What is going on right, with so, Dion Waiters? Yeah, that's Dion Waiters uh, had what was initially I have a ruled. Confession. A, go, okay, go for it. I have a confession. You've had a weed gummy? You want no, music? a friend of mine, he's a big guy, so he, he took one. He didn't feel nothing, so he proceeds to eat the whole bag. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so All I right, think... Well, well, that's uh, stupid. But hold on. And you got a big, stupid-ass friend. But hold on. I'm hearing that's what uh, uh, Dion did. I'm not sure. Reportedly. Yeah, reportedly. Allegedly. Yeah, but they said like he ate a whole bag. And that man popped them things like Skittles. Yeah, he, he was, I mean, he you're was dumb. on the flight from Phoenix to L.A., he reportedly overdosed on weed gummies. Was okay, but hold on, on hold on, time out. Had a seizure when he woke up. Time out. You know that? You know they check. Well, I got a question. Does those, do those weed gummies smell like weed? No, no, they okay. smell. No, they smell okay. like. Okay, so like I was gummies. gonna say the flight from L.A. to Phoenix. You're in. The, you're in the air. What? You're in the air. Twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah, thirty minutes. How many, as B-Dog said, I think he got to the bottom of this thing. What did you do? Did you eat the, just chug the bag down? Yeah, he did. Like, I seriously, heard. like like Shaq with the new double stuff when they come in? I mean, it's like, you know, he ate a little too much. So you think they, uh, I, I heard David Stern, why the hell, I just read, I just read the, the, the top of the whole thing. He said, because, and a lot of people feel this way, they're, they're giving us opioids. They're giving us painkillers and all this stuff. Should they just legalize marijuana? Wait a minute. You just said something. They're giving you. Who yes. is they? Oh, they is the team doctors, Okay, buddy. okay. If the team, yeah. if, it, if, it's, yeah, they're if giving it's, you. there's a big listen. difference between no. a, a citizen who doesn't know, first of all, what is Good in the point. gummies. Yeah. They're not regulated. Well, it's not regulated. Apparently, so. he got these from a teammate. But no, no, refused I, to snitch on who it was. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm asking, though. Should they just legalize this weed thing? No. 
Well, no, because you know, because you know why? It's already legal. I'm like ten it's already legal in California. More than that. That's more than that. I think like nineteen. Is it I'm, that many? Well, I'm talking. Should they take it off the NBA drug list? Then? I would take it off the NBA drug list, but yeah. only in the cities where, in the states where it's legal. Five Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life, and now it comes in two great tropical flavors: strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.